Welcome to Transpersonal Journey. I'm Irene Siegel. Thank you for joining me as we bring ancient wisdom into modern times, following our path into the transpersonal spiritual realms and back. Today we're going to talk about the medicine wheel as a living tool of transformation. For those of you that don't know what a medicine wheel is, you may have actually seen one if you've been to any native sacred sites. They are all over the planet. And usually what you see is you see a circle of stones with a center stone. And minimally, at least, they have the center stone that represents the Mother Earth. And then there are four stones on the circumference of the circle each representing the four directions of the medicine wheel. I have seen some very elaborate medicine wheels, but you will see this in particular. They all have at least a center stone and a stone for the four directions. Now, this is a very ancient tool for transformation. And we call it a living tool because the work of the medicine wheel never stops. I I will have been taught by teachers that have taught me how to use the medicine wheel symbolically more than creating a physical medicine wheel, although I have created physical medicine wheels. But the four directions of the wheel represents different work and is always represented by an archetype of nature. Now, throughout the different tribes around our planet, this could be represented by different animal figures. Um, And most of the medicine wheels actually begin in the East, but um, the Incan wheel, and my teachers have been of Incan descent, begins in the South. The work is very similar from tradition to tradition, even if the animal symbols are different. But when I say animal symbols, these are not just symbolic animals. These are major archetypes of nature, forces of nature, that hold knowledge and information. And in the different traditions, the the animals are usually animals that are indigenous to that area of the planet. So in South America, often, you know, you will see cats, big cats. You know, on the medicine wheel, we work with the jaguar. And yet in ceremony, I have seen jaguars and pumas pumas, in the non-ordinary spaces as we take that sacred transpersonal journey. So on the Incan wheel, the work of the South is the beginning. And the South is all about healing and releasing the past. But what's interesting about it is that the past is not considered the past the way we in Western culture would consider it. We think about the past in a very linear way. We were born, we went from ages zero to whatever age we are now, okay? And it's a very linear perspective. So if we talk about our wounds of the past, we're usually talking about childhood into adult wounds. And that is an important part of our past, for sure. But the past has other significance, other meanings, in terms of past existences. And there's a belief that the past is happening at the same time as the present, that there's a level at which 
all is happening outside of linear time and space. So the work itself can become quite complex as we look to shed our past. And so as a therapist in our Western culture, we talk about healing the issues of the past, but the shamans don't talk about that. They talk about releasing the ghosts of the past. And these are energy forms or uh, other forms or other energy from other people, maybe in different lifetimes or different existences that stay with us from incarnation to incarnation. And we want to shed those ghosts of the past that don't serve us anymore. And usually in traditional psychotherapy, we don't access that unless a client can go deep enough and this comes up for them as we look at the earliest memory of trauma. And I've had that happen with my clients where we go back to early trauma and what comes up is a memory that they have identified as a past life. So I will work with it as a therapist and I would work with it as a shaman. So the South can get very complex and very complicated because it's not just based in what we usually consider to be the past. So we do the work of of the South and, and we move to the West. Now, for me, as I do the work of the South, I always complete it with ceremony. And when I teach others to do the work of the South, we always bring the work into ceremony. So we spend time working on the themes of the South, do the work ahead of time, and then come to ceremony to release those ghosts of the past. And it can be done in a fire ceremony, and um, if I can do it outside in a fire or at an indoor fireplace, that's really beautiful. But there are times where I'll just use a candle, and I'll teach others to use a candle because it's the focus that really holds the power, the focus and the intention of releasing and letting go. And then we move to the West. And on the Incan wheel, the West has been represented by the jaguar or the puma. And they say that the jaguar walks between the worlds with its hind legs in the physical world and its forelegs in the world of spirit. And that is the transpersonal journey from the ordinary to the non-ordinary. But in the West, we learn to face our greatest fears. And we learn that there's really nothing to fear because we are already one with spirit. So we learn that journey and we learn that there isn't a difference between who we are here in our everyday world and who we are in those non-ordinary spaces because it all makes up who we are and that integration can begin to happen. So we face our fears in the West and we invite in the challenges so that we can have that opportunity to do our work, to find a warrior spirit in ourselves and to face those challenges from a place of strength, not a place of fear. If we want to move forward on that path of spiritual initiation, we can't do it from a place of fear. We have to find that warrior inside of us and reclaim that. And often we've been split off from that warrior presence because of our conditioning, because of our trauma and crisis. 
and we forget who we are. As children, we forget who we are. We can be born into this lifetime and we have memories. Some children have memories of past life experiences or they have awarenesses of higher knowing or they can recall making the choice to come into this lifetime with a purpose and a mission in mind. And then as we develop as children and we bring it into our play, parents will say that's fantasy or that's just, you're just being playful. That's not real. And we start to repress that memory. And what we're doing is we are repressing our own power. So we want to reclaim that power as we do the work of the West. And again, Bring that into ceremony. Make a statement to ourselves and to spirit that we're open to that next phase of initiation, that we're open to the challenges that spirit brings to us so that we can be one with that warrior within, within ourselves. And then that leads us into the north, the north on the medicine wheel is the most otherworldly. It's the place of higher knowledge and mastery where we learn to speak directly with the masters, directly to spirit. So it's the place on the wheel where we find the mastery that we already have. I believe that it's inside of all of us that it's already something we have, and we need to just remember it. And as we remember it, our relationship to ourselves changes. We start to access the potential to reach our highest potential in our everyday world. And so the ultimate transpersonal journey is to recognize that we are already one with spirit. And we don't have to go somewhere or search very hard for it. So for those that have the luxury of finding ourselves in the jungles of Peru, or um, I've worked with an amazing Hawaiian high priestess in Hawaii, or you find yourself at a sacred site, maybe in India, and you thoroughly throw yourself into a process of spiritual initiation, that's a wonderful opportunity. But there are opportunities in our everyday world to journey into the north through meditation, through practice, through consistency. And we start to remember our own mastery. We start to work directly with the masters. And they will work with us. The ancestors can call to you and you can respond. And we take that journey to meet with the ancestors. And once we are in the north, we start to realize ourselves as our soul. The reference point becomes our soul rather than our everyday personality. We can start to let go of the identification with who we are in this world, we might be a husband or a wife or a brother or a sister or a son or a daughter. We could be a doctor, a therapist, a gardener, a landscaper, um, an artist. Whoever we identify ourselves with in our everyday world, 
is important, but it starts to fade as our true identity becomes our soul. And once that happens, it changes how we are in our world on an everyday basis. It changes how we view ourselves and it changes how we live our life. And it changes our sense of home. Where is home? Is it just in the state or the city or the house where you live? Or is there a home deep inside of you that's looking to reveal itself to you? And then from the north, we move to the east. Now in the north, we've taken everything we've learned from shedding the past to facing our fears to finding our mastery. And we bring it into the east on the wheel. And on the Incan wheel, the east can be represented by the eagle. And the eagle teaches us how to see into those worlds. How to look through the eyes of the eagle and see the smallest details in our everyday world and to see the much larger picture based in our higher awareness and mastery. And we learn to create and manifest in the East itself. We take what we learn and we bring that soul awareness with us as we move into the East. When I do the work of the East and when I teach the work of the East, I always teach how to access that vision as energy first because we all have beliefs that get in our way of our creative process. And we think if we hold a positive affirmation and continue to say it over and over again, that that will give us what we want. Well, it may give you what you want, but if you start first with the energy of the East and the energy of your soul's creative process, you might bring something into your world that you never would have thought of before. And that's how you reach your highest potential as you take this journey. So I have had experience in the East that could be quite extraordinary. And um, the work of the East is about looking at our belief systems and what gets in our way of reaching our fullest potential. And what are the positive beliefs that we have that we keep reinforcing over and over again in our lives? And we continue to manifest. But if we have negative thoughts about ourselves, what we continue to manifest is confusion and possibly crisis and lack of abundance in our world. So the vision of the East, since I've been working with the wheel, has certainly been changing. More and more people who are working with this energy with me, they see that it's not just about creating something in our world that manifests outside of ourselves, but it's about creating parts of ourselves that we haven't even thought to create before. So we could hold the vision of creating ourselves as spiritual beings, as holding higher awareness, as opening our hearts to the true essence of love or to being a joyful person in our world. All of that is part of the creative process. And then when we create that and we bring it into the world, we bring it into the world very differently. The world starts to respond to us 
based on the energy that we are emanating out of us by having that open heart, by having that inner awareness, by living a joyful life, and by functioning from a level of higher frequency that has to do with our own spiritual development. And then we come around to the South again. So the medicine wheel is considered to be the living tool of transformation because as long as we are here on this planet, it never stops. We can continuously follow the wheel and do the work and continuously change. So as I make my way around the medicine wheel, it's never the same. So there are people in my group that come back around to the South again, and they will ask me, why do I have these same issues coming up for me? What is this about? Well, healing happens in layers. And we come back around again to do the work at a deeper level, to access a deeper level of transformation. I mean, if we were truly healed, we would just ascend. And yet I believe we all are here for a sense of purpose, to develop some kind of inner knowing and reach our fullest potential and bring it into the world. So it was in 1986 that um, I was doing some lecturing to staff, actually, of psychiatric hospitals about this different way of thinking and about the medicine wheel and about shamanic perspective. And I got some very interested people who wanted to learn more. And they basically were asking me, when are you going to start a group? So because enough people were asking me, I started teaching this in 1986. And that same group is still running today without a break. Now, it's not necessarily the same people, obviously. Some people have been in the group for years. Some people are brand new to the group. But people come in, they might leave at another point, and they pick up on the wheel. I still get people calling me, asking me, what direction are you in now? I want to follow you on the wheel. And I always thank my group. I have such gratitude because I feel that they're joining my work, my party. Thank you for joining me because I have a platform where I can really go deeper within myself. So I have seen in my own reality, how the medicine wheel truly is a method of transformation. And it is a living tool. It's continuously changing. As the energy on our planet changes, so does our work. So does the energy that we can bring into each direction and the knowledge that we can access. So if you're serious about your journey of initiation and you feel called to follow a shamanic path, the medicine wheel is a very powerful tool to follow. And I do expect that I am going to continue to follow the medicine wheel and bring that into my work throughout my entire lifetime. So I have a lot of gratitude for my teachers that have presented this to me and for my students who have helped me see that this work is really needed in our everyday world. So take a deep breath for a moment. It's all about the inner process. Where are you drawn? 
on your path of initiation? What is your next step? How are you called to it? And pay attention. We're going to go more into the medicine wheel, specifically talking about each direction in future podcasts. So I hope that you will join me. If you want further information, you can visit my website, drirenesiegel.com. That's D-R-I-R-E-N-E-S-I-E-G-E-L.com. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Be well. Oh.